we didn't want to be the IT department you just had to use or just had to have. We wanted to be the department you had to have because it was so awesome and you wanted to use. And part of that is making sure you tell the story. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Welcome back to part two of our three-part series, Compelling Communication. In a recent episode of Status Go, CIO Ryan Brubaker of Seven Corners stated, at the end of the day, as CIO, I'm in sales. That got us thinking here at Status Go. Wouldn't it be great to bring back Anita Nielsen, author of Beat the Bots and Sales Coach Extraordinaire, bring her back on the show and have her dive deep into that concept with several CIOs? So we're doing exactly that. I'm your host, Jeff Tun, and I'd like to welcome Anita Nielsen back to the program. Welcome, Anita. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Anita, I'd like to jump right in and introduce our guest today, and then I'll turn the reins over to you, but I don't promise I won't interject a question here or there. Wouldn't have it any other way, Jeff. (laughs) Mike Loggins is the Global Vice President of IT for SMC. He was a guest on Status Go way back in our first year. Since that time, Mike was promoted into his current role and began to create the global IT function at SMC. One of the functions he knew he was going to need was marketing and communications. Enter Hannah Morrison, Internal Communications Manager of Global IT. Mike, Hannah, welcome to Status Go. Thanks for having us. Anita, I'll let you take it from here. It sounds good. So I have to ask, I think the first obvious question, Mike, is how did it occur to you or what was the genesis of the idea that you needed to have a formal communication function within the organization? You know, when when we looked at what we were trying to do and how we were trying to reach and the, the scale of what it looked like, we had to stop looking at IT as just a department inside the organization. And we really needed to start looking at IT as its own organization. And, and part of that is uh, for any organization to be worth anything, it has to be able to provide value, um, value to the organization. And you've got to be able to show it somehow. We didn't want to be the IT department you just had to use or just had to have. We wanted to be the department you, you had to have because it was so awesome and you wanted to use. And part of that is making sure you tell the story. So uh, although I love to talk, I love you know, to share my stories and visions and, and how I feel and, and what I want out of IT and of SMC, that's not enough. And it really needed to have a, a much more planned and organized uh, messaging and plan around what we were actually going to be sharing with everyone. And, and that's where the idea of bringing in somebody specific around communications to not only make sure messaging is correct, but to act, you know, to a certain degree as our internal marketing to make sure that um, messaging was consistent. Um, we had good stories to tell. Uh, you know, we, we were able to, to really adopt and adapt our stories and, our, and what we were saying to the audience in which we were going to say it to. We have 20,000 employees in SMC from all different areas of, of a career, from executive, you know, standard operating, uh, you know, office staff, 
We have a huge engineering quarter out in the globe, but we still have somewhere around 10,000 factory and warehouse employees. All of them need to be able to hear our message, but you can't make it the same message because you have to make sure it's meaningful to that audience. No, that's brilliant. And, and sure, you know, Hannah, that's that's what your role is. So tell us a little bit about when you first came in, which I know has been you know, just a big two months ago, um, you've already made an impact, right? Like what was one of the first things that you did when you came in? You know, it was a really exciting opportunity to come and be a part of really this brand new startup almost inside of a company that's been existing for 60 plus years at this point as the first person of a communications team. You know, I'm, I'm the only one doing communications right now. So it's been really exciting to kind of build that role. Um, and it started with putting together a comprehensive communications plan for us, starting with that framework that allows us to really standardize and modernize our approach towards communications so that we're all telling that same story, that the words we use, the brand we create is the same across the board. You know, the message is going to change depending on the audience. But if we can standardize our channels, our messages, and our platforms and the way that we put that story out there, we'll be able to make sure that we really have ownership over that story that we're that we're telling right now. And I think that's one of the greatest things about global IT right now is we have a really great story to tell. There is no shortage of content that we're able to create. It's at this point, um, making sure that we're sharing it effectively and making sure that the message about all of the great things that we're doing are reaching not only our board members and uh, our CEO, but also the people on the factory floor, like Mike said, so that they know the ways that we're integrated into everything that they're doing. We're not just who you call when your laptop isn't connecting. Um, you know, we're here as drivers of change and real leaders in the organization. And our communications plan is what we kind of lean on to be able to tell that story. So clean, concise, clear communications are the backbone of what we do right now. Yeah, that's amazing. And it sounds like um, just high value communication, going back to Mike, what you said, right? Part of the challenge when you're creating an organization um, that's going to ultimately be intertwined with the business, the IT team value creation is such an important part of it. So, you know, that's where I lean back on how it is a role kind of in sales internally, just like you said, Hannah, marketing internally. So talk to me a little bit about how you captured the value that you're going to share. Where did that um, input, you said you have a ton of content, where did the input come from in terms of value? Yeah. You know, it starts with our people. You know, Mike has always been very clear about the people he wants on his team. And we, for, for lack of a better term, you know, no assholes. Um, you know, we have, we have a team of incredible people from a diverse background who have been assembled mostly in the last six months to bring their expertise to this team. So starting with those one-on-one -on -one interviews in that first week Perfect. about what is it that you do? Tell me, you know, one, what are your challenges that you have communicating out what you're doing and where those values lie? And how can we take some of that load off you so that we're helping people know when they need to come to you and when, you know, you're running into these issues, what you have to offer to them. It's that give and take. Creating communications means that communications are defining our culture. The communications that are happening within IT define the culture of our, of our business at this point so that we're having open, honest, consistent communications and that transparency is at the root of everything that we're doing. So everything from celebrating our success stories that go out every week to our first newsletter that went out last week um, mm. to the weekly touch bases that we have. It's that spirit of collaboration with the people who make up our team is that core of our communication strategy right now. 
Brilliant. And it sounds like, I mean, just all the things that you just said, first off, it's such a, um, you're coming from such a place of leadership, right? And I think people, um, you know, the rule that you have, Mike, I think that's amazing. And that's exactly what I wish um, was the unsaid or said rule across corporate America <laughs> and in sales, FYI. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is the people that make all the difference. And it sounds like you've invested all that time up front, which is exactly what I was hoping you would say, because I know that's what will help drive your communication is that relationship and the kind of building the trust. So, um, Mike, how would you say in terms of even at your leadership level, how did you work with the maybe the executive team to you know, kind of share the value vision that you have and build some trust to get their support as well? You know, a lot of it has, has been having to consistently bring in small victories that we've had. You know, we've had to probably do a lot more analysis than we typically would do going forward because we are, you know, we're taking a 60-year-old company that has done something one way for those, you know, for as long as IT has been part of the 60-year-old company. Um, and we're basically breaking that that, that bureaucracy and trying to build something else. So there's a lot of conversations that need to happen that are really about establishing trust, establishing that we know we know what we're talking about and we know what we don't know, you know, that we know that there's a lot we don't know still and really building that trust up. Sometimes those are very interesting and fun conversations to be able to reshare those and be challenged on those questions and, and have to, um, you know, find better ways and different ways of, of restating our why why we're trying to do what we're trying to do and why we pick things that we want to do and why things are important to us that may not seem important to, to other people and other groups. Um, that's always fun at that point, but it's also good to hear that challenge because uh, it allows us to spread that message to more and more different people. And, you know, the message is the same. So it, it's consistently being being spoken out there. This has definitely been, you know, we're asking the organization as a, as a whole to throw a ton of trust at us. So some of it is, uh, you know, we're still starting. So there's it, some of that trust is a little easier, you know, but now it's the, now the key is we got to deliver on it. And as we deliver on it, we've got to make sure they understand we're delivering on it. Um, you know, I've never been in an organization where everyone's like, you know, communications here is the best thing in the entire company. No one <laughs> ever goes without understanding what's not, you know, what's happening. That's right. First thing we all talk about when we talk about struggles in our team is communication. When we talk about why IT is misunderstood, it's communication. You know, so trying to make sure that we limit that and, and as a risk to the trust is huge, you know, personally to me, but also to what I know this team that I've that we've assembled. Um, we want them to be able to do. They're not going to be able to do it if the company can't trust us. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I think the way that you've done at the executive level is what makes it much easier to get that value communicated throughout the company. I think, you know, as you've gone through those stories, that's what's going to matter most. Um, Hannah, tell me a little bit about how you think through your communications that you do um, from a transparency standpoint. I'm going to go back to trust in a minute, but yeah, no, Mike. Mike's exactly right. Um, and it's made it easier to fall into this communications role when that's your guiding leadership at this point, is that we're approaching everything head on. We're taking ownership of both our successes and our failures so that we're very forthcoming and that that transparency is at the forefront of everything that we're doing. Um, you know, we gain trust when we're able to tell you, hey, this is what's coming down the line, good, bad, or ugly. Um, communications has to be open and honest. You know, conveying hard messages is a lot, is a lot of what 
what we're doing right now. This is going to be a lot of growth and a lot of change, which can be really uncomfortable for a lot of us. But taking ownership of it and coming at it in a really proactive way so that as we're addressing the SMC community, we're really transparent about everything that's coming down the pipeline at that point. That means defining our communications for each of the target audiences that, you know, it's not going to look the same um, when we're having a conversation with our local IT leads as it will when we're having those large scale communications about what the vision of a project is. From the extremely technical to the very broad, we need to be able to communicate um, the same message across a variety of platforms. So that's really what's kind of shaped those approaches um, is who needs to know what, exactly how much do you need to know, and how is this going to impact you? You know, that's the conversation that I have with everyone. You know, my background's not in tech. So what I'm famous for saying is explain it to me like I'm five years old. Uh, What do they need to know? How are they going to be impacted? What are the highlights? And then making sure that we do a deep dive from there so that we're not getting into the heavy technical aspect of these things with people who don't need to know the heavy technical aspect of things. Um, Just conveying the points that really matter to them most. That's what we're trying to do at the end of the day is hit those high points. What's the value add to you? How is this going to make your life a little bit better in the long run, even if it's going to make it a little bit harder for the next few weeks? Yeah, that's and so that links back to change, which is what you just said. I think the cornerstone of change, and here's a hill I'll die on, change is emotional, right? Mm -hmm. It's a largely emotional thing that has to happen in the organization. And so that transparency, which of course feeds the trust, is uh, critical. And knowing how to communicate it in a way that makes sense. I love what you said about telling me it as if you were five years old. Yes, if they don't understand it, what's their trust level going to be? I mean, you come in and talk to them in technical language, um, they're not going to understand it. How's that going to make them feel about you and what you're doing? And that's a mistake I think a lot of IT organizations do. So it's um, it's heartening to see that you are looking at it from that perspective. I think that's that makes all the difference. Jeff, did you have something? Yeah, I wanted to make uh, interject a point because Mike Mike won't uh, say this himself, so I'm going to say <laughs> it on his behalf. And then I've got a question for Mike. One of the things that I know from our conversations, Mike, is you have a hammer. You've got the mandate of the global CEO that thou shalt use global IT, but you don't want to use that hammer. You want to show the value, earn the trust, earn the respect, and have people use global IT because they want to. So that's my comment. Now, my question is, when you got this idea for the role that Hannah is in today, How'd you get the headcount approved? What was that like to convince somebody that you needed in IT, you needed marketing and communications roles? I won't say it was easy because, of course, they were like, you know how to write email. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I think it it really goes back to the heart of what we're trying to do, which is change the organization. I made it very clear, and I can't change the organization by myself. I can talk till I'm blue in the face. And I'm still not going to be good enough at communicating. I need to be able to bring some immediate maturity into the communications realm um, and into, you know, like other realms that we have, because I need to immediately build trust. I need to immediately build transparency. And I can't do that on my own. And I, you know, and that's not a place where you just get a BA and say, write, write emails out, you know, start sending communications. You don't tell your engineers to send more emails out because you know, that's not ever a good plan. Um, so the idea being, I got to bring people in here. We're the experts. 
we need to be and we need to act like experts. And so we need to make sure that we're communicating like experts. So to me, it's no different from me needing to bring in experts in communication as it would be for me needing to bring an expert in data center technologies or an application development and design. They're all part of what we bring to the table as global IT. It's part of our value. It's just not a technical part of our value, but it's no less important than any of those other things because without it, the other teams don't get to go have fun either. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that, Mike. And thanks for letting me jump in. Anita. Yeah, no, no problem. Um, I think that what the audience that we're listening to, we've got CEOs are listening and we've got leaders in IT listening. I think they think this is a great idea. What was, what are some of the first things that you've done from a communication standpoint? So like, let's make it nitty gritty for them. Um, Hannah, what are the things that you told yourself you have to communicate right off the bat? Yeah. Right off the bat was, I mean, it comes back to that, that, 15 page communications plan that went into writing that yes. went down that was going to be you know our bible and that's not just for me that's for all of us on global it on how we're going to communicate what are the channels we're going to be using when we when we um are sending out pertinent information about a project you know slack is what we're going to use for our interpersonal communications zoom is what we're going to use for our video conferencing uh teams is where our file sharing lives making sure that we don't have a hundred platforms out there where things are living where people People can't access them and we're all just using what works best for us standardizing was the first approach that we had that was that was item number one um and getting every everyone on board to that and exactly like you said you know change is difficult it was it was hard to give up some of the tools that we had been using in favor of standardization for some of our team members but the consistency and the clarity it provided to be able to have everyone utilizing those same platforms right off the bat was one of the first big projects that we went into. Um, sharing our weekly success stories. That was another one that we had. Um, every single Thursday, we send out to our distribution lists. This is what's happened in the last week that was a win for global IT and a win for the company. Making sure that every success we have within global IT is shared within the framework of this is the value add to the company. This is how what we are doing here impacts every other department and what you're getting back for the investment that you're putting into us. So really framing all of those communications around the the added value and what you're getting for trusting us with with this investment. Yeah. Um, coming back coming back to that transparency piece. You know, organizing internal meetings um, that are that go beyond status updates, so that as we're having these internal communications, we're all on the same page moving forward on projects, so that balls aren't getting dropped, there aren't issues with oh I didn't know, so that we can really plug all those holes and make sure that any sort of setbacks that would generally be a challenge are headed off ahead of time, so that you know if we see an impediment down the line, we're able to address it before it becomes a problem, because we're having those open communications regularly with all of our team members, not just on the global IT team, um, but with our local IT managers and as well with other business entities, you know, with marketing, with engineering, with the factory workers, so that nothing we do is seen as coming in and messing everything up five minutes before they have something to do. You know, that we're here um, as a partner in everything that they're doing, you know, that IT has that seat at the table when decisions are being made and we're moving forward on projects that IT is included in all of those communications going forward. So those were the first few things that we tackled yes. and it, they, they're ongoing. You know, there's no 
checklist that says, all right, communication's done. We're we're good on communications now. These are living documents. Everything that we put together is going to change regularly. Um, But having frequent regular communications from a regular source and, you know, stepping up to say, hey, if you have questions about what's going on in IT, reach out to us. You have someone that you can talk to here. I will help you filter out who you need to go to so that we have that sense of relationship building as well as we move forward with a lot of these communications. In talking to you, Hannah, it's absolutely clear that you are you are just deliberate and thoughtful about the communication that you're doing. I wonder if there's anything in your background that maybe would have helped <laughs> you get to that point. Maybe a little. Um, again, my background is in no way, shape, or form in, uh, in IT. Um, and I've been very upfront with everyone who speaks to me on our team about that. You know, my background is in political communications and government administration. I ran political campaigns and worked in community and economic development before this. So strategy is the name of the game. I don't like to get dressed in the morning without my strategy. I need to know exactly what that next few minutes is going to look like and make sure that it is deliberate and important. You know, we're not here to waste anybody's time. That's that's my biggest thing. So my background is in delivering hard messages a lot of the time. No one likes right. to hear messages from the government. So that's, and that was my exactly. role for the past you know, seven, eight years. It comes down to making sure that we're delivering complex messages to a variety of audiences from the in-depth and technical down to 140 character tweets. Everything that we have needs to be put in one in every form that it can possibly be imagined so that we're reaching our widest audiences. And now, you know, it looks really similar to helping analyze some of those complex technical documents that quite frankly mean nothing to me, um, but I know are going to be highly impactful to our IT managers locally to holding lunch and learns on what global IT is doing for our factory workers so they know exactly what we're what we're putting out and how it's impacting their jobs. So making sure that we're really targeting what we're doing has always been the background of what I what I've worked on. So it was a it was a pretty seamless transition into a very different role. It's been really exciting, though. Well, and that's why I wanted to kind of ask that question was because I think it's important, especially for the audience that's listening, you know, you don't necessarily have to bring in someone who is a very technical person Mm -hmm. to come help with communication. In fact, that may work against you. Just kind of talking a little bit more about background, Mike, part of your background that you told me about that I thought just is perfect for what you're doing now is the consulting, right? Just being able oh, to yeah. go in there and really listen. And Hannah, you're actually doing this already um, with the audiences that you're working with, listening and understanding and providing the guidance, I think, is critical for communication here. Yeah. So when you come from a consulting background, your idea is you have to provide value and the customer has to understand the value because they've got to pay the bill. If you can't get them to pay the bill, you didn't do your job. Doesn't matter how well you did the technical job, you didn't do your job. So being in the consulting industry for for several years, you know, I learned how to sell by doing a good job. You learned how to market your skills to your customers so they trust you and what you're going to deliver from an engineering standpoint. And then my goal was always make sure they paid that invoice without asking any questions. The minute they start debating about how many hours you spent on site or you know, why, why did you do it this way at the invoice time? You messed up. You've done, you haven't done it right. You need to change and learn. So um, that is something when I came to SMC, I used to tell my team, if you're on the help desk, think of yourself as a consultant. If you, and you hang up that phone, if we sent that person an invoice for your time, if they would pay it without questioning it, you did your job. If they'd go, 
why did it take you 30 minutes to fix this printer when the next person only took 15 minutes? We've messed up. We need to, and then that gives us a place to start learning from. So yeah, at the core of what we've done, it's always been about trying to figure out how people would pay that invoice. And when you're in an enterprise IT, even though we're not sending them actual invoices, there is a payment process in place. I mean, it's the, you know, if you're not doing a good job, it's not they're not paying the invoice. It's that they're creating shadow IT. It's that they're excluding you from the table. It's that, you know, there's all these other ways that are the same idea. Um, to get a, that seat at the table, you have to show that value on a consistent basis. And you have to, you know, when you mess up, you got to say you mess up and you need to take care of it. Just like you do when you're a consultant charging money. So. Yeah. And that's exactly what I wanted, what I wanted to hear about was that value exchange, right? So um, one of the things I coach salespeople is you know, the objection that I always get when I'm teaching classes and when I'm coaching salespeople is, well, they always want to reduce the price. And it's the worst thing you can say to me. And people figure that out quickly. If they're arguing about price, you didn't show the value. Right. People will find money when they need it, when they believe in something. And so it's on the sales professional and here on the IT team or any organization that's internally trying to drive change to show the value of what it is that you're doing. So, yeah, I think that's brilliant. I think that's probably a huge reason why, um, you know, as you guys go forward, that mindset is going to really help you be successful in your communications. Yeah, that's been really great. And, you know, I'll just say Mike is really good at telling that narrative. You know, and, and it's always growing and evolving and we kind of uncover more great things as we move along. But it made it really easy to come into a communications role with someone who who was a storyteller at the top already. You know, I will say that was that was a really seamless transition into being able to take on a communication structure and build a plan around that was having someone with a vision for what we were going to be doing already and being able to tell the story from there. So I was going to say defining that story right out has been really great. And I would recommend for anyone coming into a role like this, make sure you have a story already because that makes it a hundred times easier. So that's great. And so that goes right hand in hand with what you said about creating that communication plan, right? So you've got mm-hmm. the story and that story informs whatever that strategy is. And then that strategy is carried out by you know the actual communications that happen. And one of the things I like to say when I talk to clients about um, communication strategy is who, if, if you can make it simple, who, what, when, where, why, right? If you don't know how to do a communication strategy, that's okay. Pull up a spreadsheet, just put those things down there and you'll be able to figure out pretty quickly the types of things that need to go in your audience is such an important piece of it. So what have you sent out so far, Hannah, that you found um, worked well in terms of the specific communication, like emails or stories or? Yeah, we've sent a tremendous amount of communication in just three months. You know, everything from developing our SharePoint, which is a unified place where people can access not only um, a backlog of information, but information on who our team members even are as we're growing at such an explosive rate. You know, informational fun videos about who works on our team, where you can find them and what they actually do for global IT to housing some of Mike's internal blog posts as well about innovation and how we can continue to innovate as a team so that those external facing documents are also accessible to our internal consumers so that, you know, as we're putting out this vision for the company, um, everything we put out has that that ownership and that branding of who we are as global IT. So we've really gotten great feedback on our success stories that have gone out. 
those have been really, really impactful for a lot of our team members to not only see their work recognized on a really public forum that goes out to all of our management, but then hearing back from our management teams, hey, I, I didn't realize you guys were doing this. That's that's exactly. going to be huge for us. Everything from investments in data centers um, and the added value they're going to bring to the, the company to creating presentations that are going to go before the board. We've developed a lot of individual pieces of communication that have already been really public facing and have garnered feedback. And that's the goal of a lot of what we're putting out there, getting that feedback. It's one thing to send something out and not hear anything back. What I prefer is if you have questions that you know you can come back and say, well, what does this mean? How is this going to impact us? What's the value of this? Creating a two-way street for that communication yeah. is at the heart of what we're doing. So when you reply to my email about my about the success story with more questions and wanting more details, that means we were successful. I would much rather you come back and say, you know, can you explain this more in depth than hearing nothing at all? So all the communication pieces we've had go out right now have been, you know, really impactful as far as having that two-way communication feedback loop. I mean, it's not like people get IT emails and ever delete them on purpose Weird, without even right? reading them. <laughs> that no never idea. happens. Yeah, That's a huge win. I mean, I know mm-hmm. just how much I want to delete some of the IT emails I get. And it's that's just the perception that I think has been created over years. And the way that you guys are approaching communication is brilliant because it does help engage everyone in it. Instead of just throwing information at them, the fact that you're looking for feedback, that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, we were um, really happy. We, we surveyed a bunch of our local IT leaders, you know, for our wildly important goal that we're putting forward, pretty much mandating that we're having this feedback now is we need to hear from you before we're able to move forward is the core approach to a lot of what we're doing right now and making sure that our communications are approachable to the other members of our business too. Like we said, you know, whether that's events for groups outside of IT that are hosted by IT, having lunch and learns, having uh, recorded podcasts like these so that we can really make sure that our narrative is palatable on every front, that it's able to be shared across a variety of platforms that are accessible to every level of the business and every single person who works in SMC right now. Yeah, that's great. And Mike, so for you, you're building out this organization. I know Hannah is a critical um, person in that. Who else have you got? What other roles have you filled or are planning on filling that are going to help with this mission? Well, the next big one that goes right along with what Hannah's bringing is we're building a sales organization in essence. So we're building in business relationship management. Their job is to make sure that um, we have ears in front of people in the business and that we have our mouths in front of everyone in the business. So how are we talking about value? How are we talking about what we're doing? How are we supposed to be building, continually building that trust, but also creating, making sure we have a a feedback loop at every level of the organization that we impact to make sure that we continually can modify our product and improve it so we, we can continually deliver better value to the business. That's great. And just that idea of sales, back to what we've been talking yeah. about here, right? I mean, it is a sales job. When you're selling value to the business, you have to approach it that way. So that's full circle. I love it. Jeff, do you have anything else for us? Well, I think we're up on time. We could talk, we could continue this conversation forever. Sure. I know because I just, Anita, I love chatting with you. Obviously, when mm-hmm. we get together and Mike and Hannah, we could just go on and on about, yeah. I think, some of the amazing things that you all are doing there at SMC. But uh, in the interest of time, we need to wrap things up. And Mike and Anita, you've been on the program before. And Hannah, I know you've listened to a couple of our episodes. We're all about action. We'd love to leave our listeners with a solid call to action here on Status Go. 
So Hannah, I'm going to start with you. What is one thing that our listeners should do tomorrow because they've listened to our conversation today? Yeah, you know, I, I feel really lucky that that's my setup because I kind of uh, hit on that earlier. And without without brown nosing my boss too much, it's really <laughs> define your narrative, define the narrative that you want to share about what your role is within the organization and the communication strategy will follow. If you know what that story you want to tell is and how you're adding value to the company, it will be so much easier to define your communication strategy, your platforms, your channels, your audiences based around knowing the story that you want to tell. So find out what you're doing that's worth telling and make your teams resonate that story in every aspect of what they're doing. I love that. You guys are warming my heart with this storytelling <laughs> stuff. I, I, I love that. I know. That's comms for you. We're here to tell everyone's stories. There you go. Mike, from your perspective, what is an action our listeners should take hearing our conversation today? You know, I think probably the most critical thing to do is understand your value. What is it that you provide to the business as an IT organization? What do you provide as value to your IT organization as the leader of your IT organization? And you need to be able to write your story about that. I think as a leader, I'm not just responsible for strategy. My responsibility is to make sure I understand a vision of what I think we need to do as an, organ as an IT organization to support the greater organization as a whole. The only way to do that is to understand that value. If you don't understand that value, that's where you need to spend your time and really dig into it. I love that you personalize that, Mike, because it goes far beyond the value that the organization brings. It starts with the leader. What value are you bringing? And understanding that is huge. So thanks for inserting that. I, I love that thought. Anita, what's your call to action for our listeners? So I'm going to build a little bit on what each of them said. Um, you know, sit down and ask yourself, what do I want my organization to stand for, right? And then take the step of what I said earlier. Just get a piece of paper. Who, what, when, where, why, how. Look at what you're trying to communicate and think, how can I get that out there in a way that jives with my vision? And that's a really good way. It's like a one-two punch, right? First figure out who you are and what you stand for, and then figure out how we're going to communicate that. I love that. I think our listeners can take immediate action on all three of those suggestions as we work through this. And I know we're going to have a another episode coming up on this series of compelling communication. That'll be dropping in a couple of weeks. But to our listeners today, if you have a question or want to learn more, visit intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. This is Jeff Tun for Anita Nielsen, Mike Loggins, and Hannah Morrison. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.